We've always known healthcare workers are the real heroes. Encore Communities in Silverdale is accepting applications for registered nurses to home health aides. Part-time, full-time, day, evening. Four communities, from memory care to short-term rehabilitation. Paid training for some positions. Go to EncoreCommunities.com slash careers. EncoreCommunities.com slash careers. Be the hero you want to be. Laurel Cove Community and Shoreline is also part of the Encore family and is accepting applications for caregivers and med aides. Benefits include medical, dental, and 401k. 
join our new team where a supportive work environment sits us apart. Go to EncoreCommunities.com slash careers. The Encore Communities Family of Senior Care Facilities, Silverdale and Shoreline. Memory Care, Assisted Living, Independent Living, Short-Term Rehabilitation. EncoreCommunities.com.
not just for your ears, but also for your spirit. Jesus in the Morning Radio. And you're with Barbara. Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Lee William and the spiritual QCs this morning. You can't run and you can't hide. No matter how hard you try, God knows where you are. His eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. And this morning, uh, Brother Lewis and Jonah volunteered himself to be a tossover. <laughs> so we understand because many of us have been tossed over ourselves. We've gone through some things because of our disobedience, and we run it. And sometimes uh, people don't know that they're running, and uh, they just keep right on trying to get away. But God knows where we are. He knows where we live. He knows what we're doing. And I'm grateful unto him that he is beholding the evil and the good, and not just beholding the evil, but I thank God he can see us all. And that's a great thing this morning. We give honor to God today for another Friday morning. We thank him for it because it's another week ending, and uh, he has brought us to the weekend. And so we thank him and give him glory, honor, and praise because somebody didn't make it this for this week. Yeah, someone going on. But he blessed us to make it, and we tell him thank you. Hallelujah. We give him glory, honor, and praise. Today is Testify Friday, and it's on demand. It's demanded today that we testify of his goodness, that we talk of his wondrous works, and that we make known his deeds among the people. Because many need to know. Sometimes people forget. They forget that God is. Yeah, that he is right here, right now. They forget that if I draw now to him, no matter what I've done, where I've been, how long I've been there, if I would draw now to him, he would draw now to me. If I ask him to forgive me and mean it from my heart, and I'm, I, I, I've turned my back on what I've done, I'm not doing that again, God will come right in and forgive us. He is today. Hallelujah. He is more than we need. It's Testify Friday. I love talking of his wondrous works, making known his deeds among the people. I like to tell about the things that he has done. Yeah, because he's done great and mighty things for me, not just materialistically, but spiritually. Great and mighty things came in and changed me from the inside out. Huh? That's a great thing. How many know that's mighty? Do you know anybody else who can totally change your heart, give you a brand new heart without doing surgery on you? Yeah. 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 Lewis says, for Jonah now, it testifies to Jonah's character, willing to die for the other passengers. Yeah. Yeah, that that was good. That was, well, he he knew either way, Brother Lewis, he had to get off of that. Yeah, he knew he had to get off of that because he knew what he had done. And they knew something was wrong. They knew somebody on that ship had did something that was not right. And they tried not to throw him overboard. But the end result was he had to go because God had prepared the big fish for him, the whale. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So, yeah, listen, we, we, we want to talk about his wonders works we want to make known his deeds among the people. As often as we can, we want to tell somebody what God has done for us. 
See, we do a lot of talking to people. Yeah, I've been praying. I'll pray for you. Yeah, I'm blessed. But how are you blessed? What what, what you talking about? You know, and I believe, too, that's why a lot of people in the world have a form of godliness. And they're denying the power thereof because they've seen those who say they're believers do the same thing. They tell you part of the story, or they don't tell you nothing at all. I've been praying. What is that? We all should pray. Yeah, I'm blessed. How? See, we don't tell it. We we won't tell it. We're ashamed. Yeah. But Paul was the one who really taught me not to be ashamed of the gospel. He said, because it got power to save. And when I look back, that's what, how I got saved. I heard the word one day. I heard about God one day. And when things got real, real bad, I came to give him a try, if he was real. And I found out he was real in my search. But we got to talk of his wonders. Because we'll talk of some foolishness. We'll follow up some foolishness right now. And people rather uh, have evil than good. I'm telling you the truth. You post something good on Facebook and see how many likes you get. Now go on over there and post something evil and watch it outdo it. People like raunchy. <laughs> they like evil. They like dirty. They like worldly stuff. I'm talking about the, the so-called believers now. All those different type of situations uh, Tyler Perry putting on BET. I see a lot of them. They'll talk about God one minute and the next minute. Did you see Oprah? Who watching the, 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 the trash? What true believer that love God watches that kind of trash? Now, you lukewarm. That's what you is. You're cold. Because if you're hot, you, you, you give it all to God. You want to hear something during your day that will encourage you in him. Something during your day that will help you to keep your mind on him so that he can keep us in perfect peace. Yeah. This is what we want. We want something that will bring our testimony out. Yeah. Because sometimes people are ashamed of what others say. What you want to say about me? I'm telling you the truth. I'm telling you what he did for me. I was lost deep in sin, deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deeply stained within. I was rising, sinking, in other words, to rise no more. But the master of the sea, he truly heard my despairing cry. My lips weren't even moving, but he heard my despairing cry. And from the waters he lifted me. Today I can say safe am I, because I was drowning. I was going down. Yeah. So this is what we want to do. And and again today, when God, when you know that God has truly did some things for you, and you know this is not at the hand of nobody else. No one else could have done this but Almighty God. Nobody, and when you get real with him, no, nobody has to ask you to do nothing concerning him. I'm telling you the truth. You don't have to ask me. Just open up the door and give me a chance. You have to ask me to shut up. You have to ask me to sit down. Sit down. Okay, we, we didn't want that much. We thank you. 
because I run it like a sewing machine. <laughs> I run it and run it and run it because he has done so much for me. I love that hymn too, Brother Louis. It's true for me. Yeah, love lifted me. Look, when nothing else could help, love is what lifted me. I know my dad was a man of God. You not, you can't tell me nothing about him. I know him, knew him personally. He was my dad. But what I was going through, he couldn't help me. And I know he kept praying for me, or he prayed for all of us. Mm-hmm. But I knew I was in his prayer life. I knew it. I was his only daughter, biological. So look what happened. When I was thinking, God lifted me. I'm sure his prayers come up to God for a memorial for his daughter. My grandmother prayed a prayer in 1925 that they're keeping the whole family going until this day. And see, God knew this. Once I come to her, because he knew the way I would come to him. He was already prepared. I wasn't prepared. He was. And he knew once I found him, because he knew where I was. He knew that I would talk of his wondrous works and make known his deeds among the people. That's why he gave me the scripture. He knew that I would trust him with all my heart and lean not to my own understanding. In all my ways acknowledging him, he directs my path. I just can't be wise in my own eyes. I have to fear him and depart from evil. He knew this. And this is what he's looking for in this hour. He needs some workers. He needs some not ashamed people. He needs some people who won't shut up. Some people who won't sit down. (laughs) That's what he's looking for. He's, he's looking for people who say, oh, I better hurry up and press, because if I don't get up and do it, somebody else going to beat me to the punch. Somebody's going to get there before me. No, I, I don't want nobody outdoing me now. i got to talk first. I told you about I was in Birmingham, Alabama. Good morning, Brother Perry. How you feeling today? God bless you. God bless you. Uh, I was in Birmingham. The bishop had prophesied to me about the new car, the new outfit, the job. And uh, I was going to the mall uh, to find me an outfit and a, and a, a, a buckle, I call it, to go on top of the shoe, a buckle that would match the outfit because I bought the shoes that matched. So I'm going to look for the outfit now. On my way, oh, praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. You say he's feeling better today. That's a good thing. So listen, I'm in the mall. I mean, I'm on my way to the mall. And as I'm going down the street, because I learned, you know, I play good gospel music in my vehicle that God gave me. He gave it to me, so whatever go on in there should glorify him. So I'm going down the road, and I'm praising the Lord, singing, and just happy. And I look, happen to look up. And when I tell you the trees 
was weaving and bowing, weaving and bowing. I had never saw that before. You know, I saw plenty of trees, leaves blowing and all of that. I'm from Florida. And then the month of March is high winds here. But I was in Birmingham, and I had never saw this. Even in Florida, I never saw trees weave and bow. And I said, they praising God. I said, oh, no, won't no tree out praise me. Oh, you're not going to out praise me. Oh, I went to yelling and screaming and praising God and, oh, boy, having a time. Got on to the mall. The outfit I wanted was $100. I didn't want to pay $100 for it. It was cream and silver. You know, it had diamonds, white diamonds. And I didn't want to pay $100 for it. So I looked at it, flipped the tag over, it was on sale for around about $39. I went on and got my outfit I think that was the right price, y'all. It's been a long time, but I went on and got my outfit, you see. I went on down to the shoe store and found the buckle to go on top of the shoe, the front of the shoe, that matched the outfit, because we was getting ready for a convention anyway. And that was my new outfit to wear the convention in my new car. Yeah, he did it for me. But look, I had been over there to the church, and Bishop had called me out on a Wednesday night and told me, so God said he heard your prayer. And so I just stood there and waited. I, I waited to hear the rest of what he had to say. He said, and God told me to tell you you prayed for a job. And he told me to tell you he, he's already given you the job. Well, no, that was on a Sunday. That was on a Sunday night. I go on over Monday morning to the state of Alabama employment office. And when I get there, the lady at the front desk, she had been there for years because I had been there before, you know, looking for a job. And when you go to the front desk, she act like you was getting on her nerves. She didn't want to be bothered. What you want now? And so I asked her, I said, listen, do y'all accept volunteers? She said, let me go and ask. So she went and she asked the uh, the district manager. He was there, and uh, he come out and he said she asked uh, me about volunteers. You want to volunteer? I said yeah. I said I like to volunteer for the front desk. Oh, her face lit up. She was happy. I'm off this desk. Oof. So he said, come around here with me. Went in the office and talked to him. He said, um, what kind of customer service experience you had? I explained. I worked for day labor, this and that. He said, okay, fill this out. I filled the paperwork out. He said, can you be here tomorrow morning at 8? I said, yes. He said, well, I'll see you tomorrow at 8. I was there about. 7.30, and in the back, you could go around the side of the building and go in the back. There was a patio with table and chairs where the employees would sit in the summer and have their lunch. So I sat back there. When 15 minutes to 8 come, I went in. The door was open. They unlocked it. The door was open. I went in. 
and uh, he wasn't there yet. So I went around and set out where, the, you know, the, the people said that coming to apply for jobs. So when he got in, he called me. He said, listen, he said, I'm going to hire you today. No, no, no civil service test, no discount of test, no typing test, no test at all. He said, I'm going to go ahead and hire you today. He said, and she's going to train you. The same lady that sat at the desk uh, was just aggravated, you know, over people coming to ask how to apply for jobs there and what jobs you have. And so she started training me. And within two days, I was on the front desk by myself. And people would come in, and I would have a nice smile on my face and greet them good. And they was like, ooh. And the old ones, you know, who had been coming in every day, they was like, nice to meet you. I said, nice to meet you. You know, what are you looking for? And they would tell me, and I would send them to the area, you know, where they go on the computer to look for a job. And there was a big catalog there. You know, they had the list of positions. And I would show them how to use the catalog against the computer and this and that. Well, the, I started that Monday. When that Friday came, he came to me and he said, listen, he said, uh, me and the supervisor, we want to take you out. You can go anywhere you want to go and eat for lunch. And you can stay up to two hours having lunch. I said, what? He said, yeah. He said, we gave you employee of the month. I hadn't been there a month, hadn't really been there a week, had been there five days, Monday through Friday. Well, when that Friday come, they took me out. Where you want to go? I said, I want to go to Red Lobster. I want to go and get that shrimp scampi, Jerry, with them biscuits, huh? <laughs> I wanted the big shrimp over there. So I went on over and they was talking. I didn't know what they was talking about. And every now and then they would look at me and, you know, say something about me and this and that. So almost at the end of the lunch, they asked if we wanted dessert. And uh, I asked for a, a virgin strawberry daiquiri. And so he said, listen, he said, you haven't even really been here a month, we know. He said, but you've done more in a few days than these people who have been here almost 20 years. And this is why we wanted to reward you today, to show you our appreciation. He said, you have made people here work who have not worked for years. They back there on the phone acting like they're calling companies. He said, yeah, that's not what they're doing. They're just getting a, pay, a paycheck, you know, every two weeks. He said, but you come in the door working and you shook this place up. And so this is why we rewarded you, he said, and we have some other things for you. Just hang on. Well, the the uh, reps, they thought I was a volunteer. So they was always coming to try and find me a job to get me out of there. And so I, I told one one day, I said, listen, I work here. This is not a volunteer position. I'm paid for this position. I don't need a job. It looked like his face dropped to the floor. Yeah, because I came in working, showing them up. And then they would come to me and say, 
don't send me any appointments today. I'm real busy. I said, okay. And as soon as the, the board got full and their name was still there with no appointment, I would send a, an appointment to them. And they would come out rolling their eyes looking at me crazy. I said, well, nobody else was available. You were the only one available. Yeah, but I told, I said, you can be busy, but this is what we are here to do. Help these people find a job. People started coming out the back. I didn't even know work there. They were supposed to come out and get a client and take the client back and work with it. That's not what they was doing. But Bishop told me, God said he heard your prayer. He was going to give you a job. I didn't know it was going to be that Monday. And the strange part of it, he had told me before that God was going to bless me that week. The same week I got the checking and saving account at the credit union when I went in with my hair on my head and no shoes. He said God was going to bless me with what I wanted. I went to the Simply Fashion. We used to call it the $5 store because you could go in and buy an outfit for $5 from Simply Fashion. And I went there and I bought a bunch of clothes from the warehouse. Simply Fashion Warehouse was in Birmingham. And I was buying the clothes to wear to church. But when I get the job at the employment office, I started mixing and matching the outfits up so I could have casual uh, uh, dress wear professional to wear to work. One of the brothers in the church, Brother Snipes, he did hair. And I wanted that Vicky Wine cut. She had a bad cut. He said, well, come on, I'm going to cut your hair and hook you up for your new job so you can go in there. They're going to think you own the place. I said, well, come on, they think I'm the DM. I said, come on, I'm the district manager. And we laughed, and he did my hair. God opened many doors for me because of my faith. Because I started trusting him. He had made me a brand new creature in him. Old things had passed away. See, I, I, I wasn't going out to get stuff off other people's resume and put it on my resume to make me look qualified. I didn't have to do that anymore. The first day, after he spoke that Sunday, he gave me the job. Yeah, it was it was weird. And then church members as we call them, the same people I worshiped and praised God with started coming in. And they said, hey, we didn't know you work here. I said, yeah, I work here. <laughs> I said, remember what Bishop said? They said, yeah. I said, I just got the job. I said, he spoke it that Sunday. I got it the next day. Brother Trent, he was at the front desk. He went to shout at the front desk because we believed in that. We, wherever we was, we believed in praising God. He said, Sister, God is good. He said, look, I'm looking for something. And he told me what he was looking for in the kitchen. And I said, well, look, let me see if I can find you something cooking because it'll pay you more. He said, yeah, because I would just want to be a little prep cook. I said, no, let me find you something. God began to move for the people. The people that was coming there looking for work, God began to move. And guess what? When you look out now, you may have three or four people sitting out uh, who have filled out applications and things, and they're waiting for one of the reps to call them from the back. Before, it was running over with people. But God used me so that people could be blessed with jobs. You hear me? He's that kind of God. And so when I, I went 
the church, he Bishop opened the door for me to testify. <laughs> I remember he went and sat on the organ. Now, usually he played while he's sitting there. He didn't touch a key. He just sat there waiting to hear the goodness of the Lord. Yeah. He said, Barbara, back, I need you. I said, yes, sir. He said, because, Barbara, I need you praying for me. I said, we'll do it, Bishop. We'll do it. Yeah. And see, this is when we let go. I can't think about what people going to think about me. I'm in the world, but not of the world. I can't be walking around living my life based on what you're going to think about me. Because if that's the case, then my life is built on doing things that you will approve of. I can't build my life on your approval. I got to build my life on God. I got to live it according to what God approves, according to what he's pleased with, according to what he can accept. Not on what the people or the world can accept. I'll be messed up. I'll be scared to move. I would do this, but the people going to think I'm that. Think what you want. Whom the Son set free is free indeed. And you know what you're going to soon find out? Just as soon as you let you go, and as soon as you let what the people think go, you're going to see how blessed you really can be. You're going to see the blessings of the Lord really move because you're obeying him. And you don't care who like it and who don't like it. Oh, you'll get holy boldness, honey. Pray for holy boldness. You'll stand up in people's face. You'll stand up in the supervisor's face and tell the supervisor God is. God got this and walk right on off. And they, they, they won't even bother you. They'll be like, what? What is they talking about? See, I knew they was crazy. And they won't even bother you. Why? I'm walking in the spirit. I'm walking in the word of God. I've been set free by the son of God, his only offspring, his begotten son, that suffered, hung, bled, and died, rose with, conquered all, and rose with all power. Hey, I'm on the right path here. And if they find me on the job, whatever state I'm in, I'm going to be content. Because if he took me from that, he's going to give me this, huh? He's going to give me better than what he took me from. Yeah. I told you about I was in a place called Fairbanks, Alaska. Seen the ad in the paper for three weeks, 19 days. I saw the ad in the paper. I'm leaning to my own understanding. I'm being wise in my own eyes, y'all, because I'm saying this. No, I, I shouldn't apply for that job because they're going to want a degree in cooking. Uh, they're going to want your certificate in chef school. Now, every day I saw the ad. On the 19th day, God spoke. Mm. Apply for it. It was like he was saying, I dare you to apply for it. Huh? It was almost felt like that. I know that wasn't what it was, but it felt like that. I picked the phone up and I called a woman by the name of Frida answers the phone. Uh, good morning, uh, women, women and children. This is Frida. I said, good morning. I'm Barbara Mack. I said, and I'm calling about your cook adding, no, you're adding the paper for a cook. She said, and where have you been? You, you holding me up. I, I've been waiting for you. you, you you're taking too long. She said, I got to go. Come on. I thought I heard that, but I said I couldn't have heard that. I said, but she said, I know she said, come on. I said, let me go. She gave me the address. I went over. 
she took me on a short tour, told me to go over to First Avenue, make the application, and they would send me over to the drug testing place um, so that I could be drug tested. And when I got through with the drug test that morning, you know, giving them blood or hair or whatever they wanted, come on back to the center. Well, when I got done, it was around, let's say, 930. I'm going to give it that early. could have been 10. But I think it was 930 because I had to serve the daycare a snack, and then I started prepping for lunch for the women because the children, you know, they had been taken care of. Well, the the lady there, the head lady there, uh, her name was Debbie Lewis. I'll never forget her. She came and gave me a handful of keys. And I said, but where's Frida? She said, honey, Frida gone. Frida had to go. I'm like, the woman done left me here by myself. But remember, she took me on a short tour. So when I went back there, because she showed me the menu, this and that, but I didn't have time to do that menu that day. I didn't get there until, let's say, 930, something to 10. I got the daycare out of the way, went and did some hot dogs, made some fresh hot fries with the hot dogs, made the drink, served them up some jello, and I was good to go. They break the steam tables down and bring the pots and the serving dishes in and wash them up. Let them dry, come back, and put them up. So while they're doing that, I begin to start dinner because, see, I just served lunch. I would go out back many days and look out back. The trees look like a Hallmark car. Snow, oh, my, you talking about beautiful. It was beautiful there. The snow just glistening. Oh, it was just wonderful. And I was out back one day, and this lady comes, and uh, because the majority of them were natives. And she come, and we she's smoking, and we standing out back. I'm talking with her. She talking with me. I didn't know who she was. But you know the words say, in order to obtain friends, one must uh, show himself friendly. So I'm just friendly anyway. That's why I take a special kind of husband, because I'm friendly. So she said, um, Barbara, she said, uh, we smell that food you cook. She said, you can smell it all down the street. I said, really? She said, yeah. She said, and the, and the ladies want to know, uh, you know, the employees, uh, when are you going to do something for them? I said, you know, that's a good thought. I'll be thinking about that. I said, but I get so busy, you know, serving the women and children. I said, and the daycare is separate until a lot of days, you know, I don't think about a budget for them. So we went on talking. And she said, I love the ski, uh, the ski in this kind of weather. I said, you do? She said, yes, yeah, cold and crisp and you know, I like going down the slopes. So where I lived, they had a ski slope, and they had those things that you could ride across the sky. I've forgotten what you call those. I said, well, listen, anytime you want to ski, let me know. I can get you in. She said, where you live? I said, on Wayne Wright. She said, wow. I said, yeah, and I, I can get you past the ski. She said, can you get me a pass to the lodge? I said, I can get you a pass to the lodge. She said, you never been. I said, no, Cindy. I don't ski and I don't lodge. <laughs> and she started laughing. She said, well, I tell you what, Barbara, what I'm going to do for you, I'm going to pass your name around. 
She said, and you will never be without work. She said, and I'm going to make sure it's the right pay. Well, see, I'm not thanking Frida coming back for her job. Yeah, uh, uh, ski lifts. Thank you, Brother Lewis. Ski lifts, that's it. I'm not thanking Frida coming back for her job, so I'm in there wide open, you know. I didn't change anything around. It came up time for uh, them to have a potluck with the elders. They they dig on their elders. They have a lot of respect for the older people. If an older person say something to one of them, they bow down like they're kings and queens. They're not like we are. And so came up the potluck time. They, they, they have moose. They have caribou, uh, reindeer. They love mandarin oranges. Oh, they love mandarin oranges. They love jello. And so, you know, and they make fried bread, the best bread you ever tasted. Oh, my goodness, I'm sick right now because I need a piece. Look, they went back there, and all I had to do was oversear them with the cooking, you know, watch them and nobody get into an altercation and one got a knife or nothing like that. Because it was drug and alcohol treatment, see. So I watched them, and there's certain things only I could bring out and put back and stuff like that. So when it was time for the potluck, I had called my daughter, my oldest daughter. I said, Coco, she said, <laughs> I said, I'm over here. They getting ready to uh, have this potluck thing, I said, and they finna jump across brooms and leap over totem poles and all. And we laughed. She and I, we laughed. Honey, <laughs> went to the potluck, and the elders, these older ladies, got up and began to testify, began to tell how they first come to God. Some of them told they was alcoholics and was walking across a field drunk and heard the music under the tent and went under the tent drunk. And the preacher called them and prayed for them and prayed them sober. And they received the Holy Ghost right there. Oh, look here. And when they sang, it was like they were singing songs of Zion. The Spirit of the Lord come. As soon as it was over and I greeted the elders, I ran back there to the phone and called my daughter. I said, hey. She said, what's going on? I said, no totem poles. I said, no jumping over sticks and brooms and things. I said, these people have God and got him for real. She said, what? I said, listen here, Coco. I said, these women are no joke. She said, ooh, talk to me about it when you get home. I said, and I'm bringing you some fried bread. She said, bring it on. And see, it taught me, shut your mouth. He said, know those that labor among you. Judge not unless by the same measures you judge, you're going to be judged. The way I judge you, I'm going to be judged that same way. Oh, I was back there in that kitchen crying. You hear me? Because I realized I had messed up. Oh, I'm back there crying and repenting. And they said, what's wrong, Barbara? I said, nothing, nothing. I'm good, I'm good. They said, Barbara, the spirit's still on you. I said, no, the spirit ain't on me. I'm repenting. They said, Barbara, what you realize? I said, I can't tell you. I can't tell you. I couldn't tell them what I had said about them. Are you crazy? 
And then I started saying some things I shouldn't have said. And one lady, she said, it was about the elders, wasn't it? I said, it was about all of y'all. <laughs> and they started laughing because they saw me. They saw me. They, <laughs> they saw They saw the little boy. They saw I was sorry. I can tell you that. They saw I was godly sorry. And that would not ever happen again. Well, listen. I enjoyed working there because they would come and they would, you know, tell me the things, the reason for them being there. And uh, they would call me anytime. Hey, Barbara, uh, the 11 o'clock didn't show up. Can I get you to come over and do the 11 o'clock? And uh, you can go home at 7. This after Frida done come back. Frida done come back and got her cooking job back. So I became a residential aide, and a counselor's assistant. In the day, I was the counselor assistant. When I worked at night, I was a residential aide. But remember Cindy, who, who loved to ski? She made sure that the pay reflected each, each job. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Then she sent me over to a place called New Hope. I, I, I met the director over there's name. We called him Art. Got to meet Art wife, me and Art laughing and talking, and she talking about, I don't know what kind of Christians you and, oh, my God, y'all are too much. You two Christians, y'all something serious. And we would laugh. Beautiful wife. And, uh, you know, I would go over there, and then I would cook over there and serve. And he would say, Barbara, this is not your job to cook. I don't want you over here cooking for them because you're spoiling them. They know how to go in there and rustle them pots. Yeah. But I would make fried chicken, macaroni and cheese, green beans, uh, homemade banana pudding. You know, they, 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 and baby, they would come to that table and they would eat. Yeah. But different things would go on that you had to watch because they was there so they could not drink. But a friend, you know, may come by or, or somebody may throw a bottle over the fence, you know, a bottle of alcohol, and one of them get it and dig a hole in the ground and hide it. All kind of stuff. You had to, you know, know about it to to, to be able to help them. And then the addictions would come with lies, and the, and the lies would be so touching, but they lies, and you know they lie, so you, you can't entertain it. But God blessed me in these positions, and they paid me quite well. I went over to one called Rap Purdue, Life Givers. Over at Rap Purdue, I was a correctional uh, uh, residential aide. These people come out of prison to finish their they term in the drug and alcohol treatment center. And so I was a CO over there. Yeah, I did just what the correctional officers do at jail. You got to watch everything. You may have to do a shakedown. Wherever they went, they couldn't. They couldn't go nowhere unless I was present. God opened the door and made a way. I had an accident working there in the company van, bringing some young girls. I was working for Life Givers, where these girls are ages 10 to 17, and they in drug and alcohol treatment. You hear me? Yeah. And so I had an accident in the van and twisted my left kneecap. God took care of all of that. Do y'all hear me? He took care of all of this. 
Why? I went there to serve. I, I didn't just go there to get a paycheck. It's just me. I needed money, but I mainly went there to let my light shine. Had someone who had been in the, in the program 262 times. God delivered them on my watch. We was riding to the thrift store because wherever they went, it was free. Everything basically was free to them. And on certain days, they could go to the thrift stores and get free stuff. Whatever they got, they didn't have to pay for. So on the way, I began to minister to them about the goodness of the Lord and how he was coming back looking for his people and this, that, and the other. Well, when we stopped, this one man, he said, hey, Barbara, can I talk to you? I said, yeah. When everybody got off the van, he said, Barbara, he said, that's what I'm afraid of. I said, what? He said, I'm afraid I'm going to be drunk when God come back. I don't want to be drunk when he come back, Barbara. I had never heard that before. Y'all hear me? I was kind of in shock. And so I said, you don't have to be. I said, you got to go to him for yourself. I said, I'm going to go to him for you, and we'll go together. I said, but you got to tell him what you want him to do for you, and what you're saying, you got to mean it to him, because whatever you tell him, that's what he's going to do. He said, well, Barbara, I, I, I want to be his. I said, okay. Led him to the Lord and everything, ministered with him, prayed with him. We got off the van. I went on about my business and went on to the next job, whether it was rapper do, uh, women and children, or life givers or family focus, whichever one it was, you know. And I forgot all about him in my going to and from different, you know, jobs. And one day I got to see this man, and I see him, and we at the service station. I'm getting gas in my van. And he said, hey, Barbara, I said, hi. And the way he said it, he knew me. He had to know me because he knew my name. He said, you don't know me, do you? And I said, your face looks so familiar, but I just can't remember right now. He told me his name. Let's say his name was Bob. I said, what? He said, yeah, Barbara. He said, you remember that day? I said, yeah, I remember. He said, ever since that day, Barbara, I, I took another. He said, I walked away from the program and have not been back. He said, and Barbara, that's been like a year or two. I'm looking crazy. And he had a brown and tan uniform on with the brown hat. He said, I'm the maintenance head maintenance man down at the hotel on First Avenue. I'm to myself, you know, I'm trying to keep my face composed. But I'm like, what? But see, God was just showing me. No matter how severe the problem is, I'm a deliverer. <laughs> no matter how severe the problem is today, I set free. I sent my son, and whom my son set free, whoever they are, they are free indeed. And if they choose not to go back, they don't have to. Yeah. It learned me some prayers. You hear me? Over the years, it taught me some prayers. It, it taught me prayers like this, that, Lord, forgive me for all I've done wrong. You said if it was wrong and I did it, it wasn't wrongdoing, it was a sin. Forgive me for all my sins. Cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Give me a clean heart, O oh God, 
and renew the right spirit within me. And, Lord, when this sin that I've committed come around again my way, let it not find me in the same place, but that I, my house been swept clean and I've moved on. And I refuse to allow anything that's unclean to come back in. Yeah, it learned me how to pray some things. Many different situations I've been in. Yeah, all down in what they call the ghetto. Didn't have a brain to be scared. Yeah, because greater is he that lived within me than he that was in the world. Greater was sending me. So greater didn't let me have a spirit of fear. He allowed me to have power, love, and a sound mind. Then greater will come and show me, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies. I anoint your head with oil. See, for my obedience, surely goodness and mercy shall follow you all the days of your life. And you'll dwell in my house forever. Now go on and say amen. Seal the deal on it. Agree with me here. Yeah. It does not make me perfect. I want you to hear me now. It does not make me perfect. It makes me in want. It makes me want more of him. It allows me to know I need more of him. It allows me to know you have not arrived. This is not heaven. You're still at your workstation. You're still at your workplace. You yet got to work while it's day. You yet got to resist the devil so he can flee. You yet got to love your enemies. You yet got to keep your mind on him so he'll keep you in perfect peace because you trust him. You yet got to trust in him with all your heart and lean not to your own understanding. In all your ways, you yet got to acknowledge him. He's going to direct your path. You can't be wise in your own eyes. You got to fear God and depart from evil. You yet got to let the words of your mouth and the meditation of your heart be acceptable in his sight. He's your Lord, your strength, and your redeemer. <laughs> Hallelujah, Jesus. That's what it makes you. He blessed me with an office. He gave me the office of evangelist. People have tried to make me many different things. Hey, Pastor uh, Pittman. Hey, hey, Dr. Pittman. Hey, Reverend Pittman. Oh, they done tried to make me many things. I refuse. Apostle Pittman. Oh, no, no, no. See, I know beyond a shadow of a doubt what he called me for, evangelism. He gave, ah, he gave me the title evangelist. I didn't give it to myself. I didn't let the preacher give it to me. God gave it to me. And I walk in that office. Because of the work, it makes me appear to be other things because of the work. But I'm simply the evangelist for the real people. That's who I am. I'm the evangelist for the real people. That's who I am. Those that truly want God. Those that really seeking him. Those that know I'm not all the way right yet. I, I, I still, you know, you make me mad enough, I still cuss you out, you know. Uh, you make me mad enough, I might lay my hands on you subtly. And the scriptures say, lay hands on no man subtly. See, th- these are the people he sent me to work with. If you look back at him, he worked with prostitutes, pimps, all kind of sinners, 
thieves and robbers. This is who he worked with. But when he got through, these people were no longer that. They still had the title. They still, uh, the people still remember when. They remember when uh, uh, that girl over there married with the uh, Magdalene, I think her name was. They still remembered her and what she used to do with men. They, they still remember Peter was a fisherman, but he was a rebel. He'll fight right now. Get your sword out. Let's go at it now. I've been using this sword a long time. I know how to cut ears and things off. But when God got through... Even Peter went through. Remember, he told him, you're going to deny me before the, the cock crowed three times. Anybody remember? And Peter did just that. But afterwards, Peter got it together. See, after I done did all my dirt, after I done sinned to the fullest, after I done been a fornicator for years, After I done chased after money because I loved it, and he said the love of money is the root of all evil. Not the money, the love of it. I did all kind of things to get the money. After all of this, he come in, and he made me a new creature in him. The world don't see it. The world won't see it. But he did it so he know it. For if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. You're going to say hallelujah right there. You're going to praise him right there. Because if he did it for one, he'll do it for the other. He's no respecter of person. If he did it for Barbara, he'll do it for me. The songwriter made a wonderful statement, and I love it until this day. The songwriter said, please, be patient with me. God is not through with me yet. Just have a little more patience with me because I'm still doing some things, but the good thing that God began to do in me, he will continue until he come back or I die. Listen, be patient with me. He's not through with me. Now, when he get through with me, I'm coming out shining. I'm coming out shining like gold, pure gold. Gold is not gold until the gunk in the junk been burned off of it. You have to put it in the refinery, put it in the fire, and let the gunk in the junk burn off. Then you get the gold. So, see, I'm in the fire being purified. <laughs> Wait on me. Have a little patience. Don't, don't put too much on me. Don't, don't think too much of me because I'm still being purified. It's him that got all the answers. I don't have them. It's him that's almighty God with all power. It's him that'll make you a new creature. I can't do it. I can stand in the gap for you. I can pray for you. I can stand with you before him, but I can't do it. Only he can. All glory to his majesty. Hallelujah, Jesus. He's able this morning. But we got to want to do it, and we got to want to talk about it. We, we got to want to tell our stories, as they call them. They testimonies. Ain't no story. It's the truth. I'm testifying of what happened. When you go to court to testify, they ask you, are you going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Because they don't want no lies. So when I testify, 
I'm telling you the truth. If I tell you a story, see, I can add some uh, nonfiction stuff to the story. But when I testify, I got to tell you the truth. My goodness, I'm singing this morning. Hallelujah, Jesus, today. <laughs> hey, you're yet king of kings of the four-time God and Lord of lords. You are our Lord and Master. We worship you. You are our God and our King. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your change in power. He's able to change us from the inside out. Don't let nobody fool you. Don't let the devil tell you, oh, no, you'll never be like that. He's a lie and a fool. Don't believe what he says. God can make you over. I'm a living witness of that. Yeah. Because his word says so, and he did it for me. He made me a whole nother person. I, I'm not even that person I was born to as. He changed all of that. I used to have somewhat uh, 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 of these, uh, what they call them, low self-esteem. I used to have some of that. <laughs> I even used to have uh, some of that you fat. Nobody want to be bothered with a fat person. He took all that away. He took every bit of that away. Fat. <laughs> oh, I'm fat in him. Hallelujah. The fat person got clout in heaven. Let me tell you about that. The fat person got a savior that loves her like no one else. The fat person can call upon him, and he going to hear. I'm talking about Almighty God that have all power. There's no higher power. All power coming to hear what I'm talking about. Because all power know the very intent of my heart, and he know my heart is for his people because he loves his people. And don't fool with him here. Don't, don't bother around with his people. Don't mistreat his people. Don't do his people wrong. Yeah, because you, you're upset him, and he's known to destroy his enemies. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I'm grateful unto him this morning. It's Testify Friday. Somebody ought to be excited to talk of his wondrous works, make known his deeds among the people. What he's done for me. You can't tell it. I got to tell it. I'm the one that experienced it. I'm the one he did it for. I know how much it meant to me for him to deliver me. You don't know how much it meant to me for me to come out. See, because what's important to you is important to you, and what's important to me is important to me. It was important to me that I be delivered by God. It was important to me that I be set free. <laughs> Ooh, it was important to me that I learn of his ways and that I learn how to obey, even that I learn to suffer. Because I learned if I suffer, I gain eternal life. But that's not what they teach in the day. They don't want you to think you got to suffer. This is a suffering way. Somebody not going to like you. Somebody going to lie on you. Somebody in your own family going to be against you. Somebody in your family coming to use you every time. They don't come because they love you. They coming to get something out of you. Haven't spoke to you all year about nothing. But now they're in dire straight, they're coming to you. That's not God. 
children not doing what they're supposed to do. You're supposed to love your parents. They're not showing no love. They come to kill, steal, and destroy. You got to tell them, bye-bye, baby. God bless you, sugar. I'll be praying for you. <laughs> but parents are weak and vulnerable. That's my child. Girl got the knife in her hand, finna kill another person. Police kill her. Oh, she was such a loving baby. She was such a school honor. And she, with a knife in her hand, finna kill somebody. You want to tell me she was all these things? And people don't look at who she was and what she was doing. They looking at her color. They looking at her race. You can be any color you want with the knife in your hand, finna kill somebody. I, I, I just don't have the respect. It's just not there for me. I don't mind praying for you. And if you you go into well, you can't go to prison because you're dead. But if you went to prison and, and I could write you and encourage you, I would. If I could come to your funeral, I would come to your funeral to support your family, if I could. But I don't go to support wrong. I go to support right. You have heard me say this many times. I am with you when you are right. I'm not with you when you're wrong. I'm separated from you with the wrong thing. And they put all this stuff out there to trick folks, and they so ignorant to the fact that they don't even see what these people are doing to you to keep you in an uproar. Didn't the devil come to steal, kill, and destroy? That's what the word said. All they got to do is the media is to attach black to something. And I might stop going by black. I might go by brown. <laughs> so when I see black, I, I don't even, oh, that they're not talking about me. And nobody I know, we brown. Feeding into the foolishness that the devil captured. I'm talking about people with degrees. They done went four years, eight years, and they following this nonsense. You're supposed to be educated. And you won't see what was going on, but you see the end result. Black teenager dead by deputy, by cops. Black man choked to death by cops. Ain't looking at nothing that was done. What brought all of this about? How did the police get involved? Why was the police called? We don't look at any of that. We see the word black. And boy, we ready to go to war. We ready to tear up some buildings, set some stuff on fire. I'm not tearing up nothing burning. I didn't even know these people. Did you really know them? I didn't. Simply because the basketball star knew him, uh, Kobe Bryant knew him, I don't know. I don't even know Kobe. Yeah. I don't know Magic Johnson. I know what they say in the in, in the in the media about him. I know what they said on TV. I, I don't know Michael Jordan. You know him? I don't know these people. And simply because they said something I'm a follow with, I don't know them. And I know the media is some liars. They out to sell news. They out to get you to watch their station, their news station. They out to get you to buy their newspaper. I'm not going for the foolishness. No, 
Bob's not going for it. You're not tricking Bob. The devil is a fool and a liar, and I'll make a fool out of you if you allow him to. I don't know him. I pray for the family. Be a group and keep it moving, showing them like T.I. this morning. You don't know me. I don't know you. I got to see what happened. As a matter of fact, you can show me what happened, but I wasn't there. How could, what, what, what am I going to say? What can I prove? Yeah. I'm not following the world. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to stay in the Word. I'm staying in the Word of God. He said all these things would come. It is, in his word, he already established it. And it's showing up every day. Hallelujah. Listen, I got fired up right away this morning. Let's pray. Hallelujah. We're talking about his wonders, works, and we're making known his deeds among the people today. We're talking about the good news, which is Jesus Christ, the Son of the true and living God. We're talking about Almighty God this morning that so loved the world. He gave his only begotten son. He loved the good, the bad, and the ugly. And he made a way that we could become his. We were separated from him in the garden back then with Adam and Eve. But he made a way to redeem us back to him. And many of us he has drawn unto him today. And if he has drawn you, you need to lift your hands and tell him, thank you, Jesus. Because he has not drawn everybody unto him. Thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you this day for all you've done, for what you're doing right now, and, Father, what you're going to do. We give you glory. We give you the honor and the praise. For, Father, there's none like you. We bow down this morning before you humbly. And, Father, we come before the throne of grace to make our petition known unto you. Father, you made this country. And it's called America. And God, you've allowed some things. You even allowed the evil to have its place. Because everything have its place. But you redeemed man back to you. You made a way. And your word said that if we come believing, then we would be saved. If we would seek your word, seek you with our whole heart. If we'll turn from our wicked ways, O oh God, you will hear from heaven and forgive our sins and heal the land. But, Father, it's not what we are doing. Many of us are still holding on to us. We're still holding on to hate. We're still holding on to ungodliness. Yet, we'll breathe out of our mouth the things about you, but our hearts are far from it. Help us today to gird up the loins of our mind in you and in your word, in obedience, in the name of Jesus. Help us to be the church that you're coming back looking for without spot or wrinkle. Because, Father, you're yet able to declare us blameless before your throne. Help us this morning to be your people and allow you to be our Father and our God. Help us today, Father, to search our own hearts. And if we find anything that shouldn't be in there, that we ask you this morning to take it out and save us or give us the right frame of mind, let this mind be in us that was also in Christ Jesus. Give us a mind of obedience unto your voice and your word today in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. We can't do it without you. 
are without you, Father, we can't do it. Uh, because of you, we can face today and tomorrow and any other day. But without you, Lord, we can't make it. And we need you this morning like never before. And we're calling upon you to come and see about us. Help us to be your people. Because if we're obedient, it's as witchcraft. We're witchcraft workers. And, God, we don't want no part of the devil. We want to obey you today. And, Father, we all need deliverance this morning. Deliver us. Set us free in you. Father, whatever's hunting us, whatever is plaguing us today, we ask in the name of Jesus that, Father, you would rebuke it for our sake and your sake. Help us this morning to walk up right before you daily in the name of Jesus. Help us today to be your people, or not in the world and of the world, but in you and of you, almighty Jehovah God. Help us today, help us today in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. We give you glory, honor, and praise for what you're doing, what you've done, and what you're going to do. We ask today, Father, that you would bless every caller and every listener. Bless every family member represented here, every household, every friend this morning. Bless, Lord, as only you can do, for we know you're the God of many blessings. We know you're the God of miracles. You're the God of favor. Do it for us today in the name of Jesus. Those that are standing in the need, God, of finances, whatever they need today, housing, whatever they need, oh God, cars, whatever they need, Lord, food. We ask that you would move in a mighty way for these, your people. Lord, somebody got court cases to go to court for. Moved by your spirit. Somebody in prison, God. And they bound, set them free. For whom your son set free is free indeed. Those that are sick, God, healed this morning like never before in the name of Jesus. You took a beating for the healing of the nation. It's you that heal all manner of sickness and disease. Do it here for your people today in the name of Jesus. And, Father, remember each of us with loved ones. Lord, whatever concerns us concern you. Fix it, God, in the name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we ask this morning that you will remember those in every branch of the military. They stand in the need of you. Keep them safe, Father, from all hurt, harm, or danger. Bless their children and their wives and, and their family members, mothers and fathers. Sisters. God bless this morning in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Thank you. Father, we ask that you would bless widowers, bereaved families, intercessory prayer people, preachers, Israel, Jerusalem, our brothers and sisters overseas. Open doors and make ways for them, O oh God. Move by your spirit this day for your people there. Bless America and the leadership. Have mercy this morning, O oh God. Have mercy this morning in the name of Jesus. Help us, Lord. We stand in the need of you. Bless the segment of Jesus in the morning. Father, you're already having your way here, but have your way to more. Move by your spirit here. Bless your people here today like never before. We all stand in the need of you. Do it for your glory in the name of Jesus. 
We thank you, Lord. We thank you. We thank you. Hallelujah. We thank you. 